Hello and welcome to the 22nd episode of the What Type Ones Eat podcast. Um, if you're new, welcome. If you are joining us, thank you so much for continuously sticking with me. I really appreciate you and value every single one of you. Um, this podcast, if you don't know, is about what type ones eat and how they manage what they eat to be able to do and um, actually eat what they love as well. But that's not all what this podcast is about. It's not just about what different type ones eat, but it's also about the different types of diabetes. And today we have an amazing guest, Kylie, who is a Modi. We haven't had a Modi on the podcast yet. We've had a type 3C in one of the first episodes. And today, Kylie is gonna crack um, Modi for us and explain how she lives with it, how it's different to type 1, how it's similar. Um, but as always, before we go in, I want to remind you to not take any information in this podcast as medical or nutritional advice and to always consult your medical professional before making any changes to your insulin um, or your food intake. I am very excited to introduce Kylie to you and hear her story. Hello, Kylie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. I know it's been a bit of a journey for us um, with the connection, <laughs> um, but like we're here, we're doing it. Um, I'm really excited to have you. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Um, I've invited you because you are kind of a very special case, I think. Like there are not a lot of people with the type of diabetes that you have. Um, mm -hmm. Could you tell me what type of diabetes that is? Yeah, so I have something called MODI, which stands for Maturity Onset Diabetes of the Young. And MODI is a genetic form of diabetes caused by a gene mutation. So one single gene is just kind of messed up and it causes diabetes. Interesting. And um, I know MODI comes in sort of very different types and forms. Uh, what is yours like? Like, what is the kind of, I don't know if you can call it a dysfunction what kind of or what I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there are 15, possibly more types of Modi and all Lord. of them are caused by different gene mutations, which means that they can cause different severities of diabetes and different other things that can go with it. Um, I have Modi 3, um, which is actually one of the most common types of Modi. So Modi 2 mm -hmm. and 3 are the most common. Um, and so my type of diabetes is basically where my gene mutation just causes my pancreas to not be able to produce enough insulin. So I still produce a very small amount of insulin, but I don't produce enough um, like a normal person would. Okay. And so because of that, a lot of people with Modi 3, especially, um, are able to take oral medication that somebody with type 2 might take uh -huh. um, to help their bodies produce more insulin. Um, but Modi 3 is also progressive in some people. And so some people like me end up taking insulin um, once oral medication stops working as effectively. Okay. And 
what do you take both short and long acting because I understand it's only short right I actually take both um currently yeah I'm on Lantis and Novolog and um that's actually because I'm planning to have children soon and so my doctor Mm. wanted me fully on insulin because that's the safest bet for pregnancy but um once I have kids I'm definitely thinking possibly I could go back on some combination and that maybe pills could cover long acting insulin instead of having to take that extra shot every night. Um, but not really sure that's something I'll have to discuss with my doctor in the future, but it is something that, um, some people do. Okay. Interesting. So as you said, like the gene mutation kind of makes your beta cells produce a little bit less, insulin but they're still Mm -hmm. alive and they're still producing it but just in less quantity right yeah so from my understanding is um the gene mutation kind of causes your beta cells to just not develop properly so I don't know if it's that I just don't have enough beta cells or if they're just really bad at producing insulin um I'm not sure (laughs) which one it is (laughs) Okay, I see. Can you tell me about your diagnosis? When were you diagnosed and how did it actually happen? Yeah, so my dad also has diabetes, which is a um, big factor in Modi. A lot of times there's multiple generations of diabetes in the family. And so he was checking his blood sugar one night and I guess he didn't like what the number was. Um, so he came out <laughs> into the living room and he said, somebody let me check your blood sugar so I can make sure that my meter is working. My mom said, I don't want you to poke me, go over there and bother Kylie. So <laughs> I held out my hand, like wasn't even paying attention. He pricked my finger, took my blood sugar. And then he basically looked at me and said, oh, you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> Um, so I don't remember what the number was, but I think it was in the 200s or 300s. So obviously Mm -hmm. it was high enough that my dad was like, oh, she's diabetic. This Um, is definitely not my meter not working. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Think my meter is working. Um, (laughs) so I had symptoms of diabetes, um, that we just hadn't quite noticed yet. Um, so of course I was extremely thirsty. I was using the bathroom all the time. Um, but my mom had only just noticed how much water I was drinking. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, it's interesting to think about how sick I could have gotten if my dad hadn't done that random finger poke that night. Um, but then as far as getting my actual Modi diagnosis goes at first, I was just kind of given this general diabetes diagnosis. They knew that I wasn't type one because I didn't have the antibodies and it didn't make sense at 13 or 14 years old um, and otherwise healthy that I would have type two. So I was just kind of told you have diabetes and I was put on metformin and sent home. It's Um, funny because actually you say it doesn't make sense that you had type two diabetes. I know a girl that has uh, that was that got diabetes like the type two at five years old and I was like how 
I wow. really don't know and how. Of but... course, in my brain, I'm, I'm always joking that I'm diagnosing everyone with Modi, but like, to me, that <laughs> sounds like she probably actually has Modi <laughs> and Maybe I could be actually. totally wrong, but that's where my brain goes first. <laughs> Maybe, but she has like a load of other autoimmune conditions. So maybe like, it's just a consequence of those. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. But yeah, so I was given metformin, which is mostly for insulin resistance. And since I didn't really have insulin resistance, since I wasn't type two, it didn't really do anything for me. And so my A1C continued to be high. We were still struggling with numbers, but metformin was the only pill that is approved for kids under 18 at the time. Um, So that's kind of what I got put on until my doctor did some research and learned about Modi and was like, oh, wow, this makes sense because we had multiple generations. It was kind of a weird type of diabetes that didn't fit type one or type two. Um, and so she sent me to get genetic testing and it came back that I have Modi, which most likely means that my dad and then his mom, who also has diabetes, also have it. Oh, did your dad get tested? I don't think he did. I think technically like his medical charts still say type two and his mom's, my grandma also says type two. I guess like as long as they get like proper care, it Mm -hmm. doesn't really matter what kind of diabetes they diagnose you with. Yeah. And I tell people that a lot when they ask me stuff about Modi. I'm like, the most important thing is having care that is working for you. So as long as you're getting the, um, you know, medicine and, um, your numbers are good, that's what matters. But it, it is important to have the correct diagnosis because that can affect what medication you take. Oh, that's very true. Absolutely. And was there any like advice about diet when you were diagnosed? Yeah. So I was kind of just given the same info that people with type two are given. I was just kind of told, you know, switch to wheat bread, try to eat less carbs and walk 30 minutes a day. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And like sent home. Um, But I mean, I was lucky that my family already ate pretty low to moderate carbs because my dad has diabetes as Mm -hmm. well. So it wasn't a huge change besides maybe like snack food. Yeah. Fair enough. What did your snacks go to cheese or? Oh yeah. (laughs) It went from like potato chips and pop tarts to like veggies and hummus. (laughs) Well, that's a healthy swap though. Like you can't blame that. I like that. So it was never, never terrible. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to ask you about starting insulin. Um, I know for, from like talking with other people with Modi that it can be mentally very challenging. Um, And I was wondering, like, how was your experience of going on to insulin? Yeah, so in the Modi community, and then also a lot of times in the type two community, going on insulin can be portrayed as this like last resort, like last resort. Yeah. Like you failed and now you have to go on insulin. Um, and that's, I mean, that's not always the case, but that's kind of in my mind, how it was made to feel. So obviously it, it was like, oh, you can't deal with your diabetes. So you need to take insulin. Um, for me, I actually switched again, because I was talking to my doctor about having children and we decided to make the switch. 
Um, but then I came to find very quickly that I preferred it so much to what I was having to do to remain in range um, when I was just on pills. So you so. kind of like enjoyed it rather than felt bad about it, I guess. Yeah. Once I started, I started eating so much more food and that just brought me so much joy that now I'm like so much happier on insulin than I was on just pills. That's and just so, so I always, amazing to hear. And yeah, like, so I, I feel, always try to tell yeah, go ahead. to make the switch. <laughs> yeah. And I feel it's very inspiring for any Modi listening that may want to go on insulin or like whoever it is. Like I know people with LADA as well have the mm-hmm. same fear of sort of going on to insulin. Um, I just feel like it's so inspiring for those people to hear that because it might open so many doors to you and be an amazing change rather than a negative change for you. Mm -hmm. And I do really appreciate you sharing that as well. Um, I was wondering, like, how do you relate yourself to type ones in the community? Do you sort of feel similar to them? Or do you feel like Modi is sort of a separate community? Um, currently, now that my treatment is basically exactly the same as someone with type 1, I feel very connected to the type 1 community. And everybody um, has been super accepting and inclusive of me and other people with Modi. Um, but I do like to make the distinction that I'm not type one and that um, I am different, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely before I was on insulin, I did not feel connected to the type one community. Did it kind of feel like a bit lonely and isolating? Yes. Um, and really, it was before I joined the online community that I had never even talked to other people um, who had Modi besides, you know, my own family. And so now that I'm on Instagram and I'm in, you know, different Facebook groups, I can talk to other people and meet other people who have similar experiences. And that's been really amazing. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, Oh, God, what did I actually want to ask you? Oh, I did want to ask you about your current diet. Like, what does it look like? What do you eat? What do you not eat? What are your like food preferences? Do you have any sort of quote unquote restrictions or anything? So back when I was on pills, I ate a super restrictive low carb diet and it just started off not quite so restrictive and then just kept getting more and more and more restrictive until I was scared to eat basically anything with carbs in it, which is why now I'm so happy to have insulin and to not have that fear anymore. So now I basically try to not have any food rules. So I try not to restrict anything. So if I want something, I will try to make it work and I will try to figure out the best way to eat that. Um, That doesn't mean that I don't sometimes still choose to eat maybe a low carb meal or to pick the lowest carb option. Um, Mm -hmm. But I no longer feel quite so restricted. And basically, I just kind of try to eat intuitively. That's awesome. Um, You are talking about the fear of carbs, which I know even a lot of type one diabetics have. Um, Mm -hmm. 
what made you get over it? Like what helped you get over that fear? Um, having the tools to actually manage them. Um, because before I was on insulin, if I ate carbs and I shot up and went really high, there was nothing I could do about it. Like even exercise wouldn't bring me down. I could go on a two mile walk and still be 200. So it was just really frustrating and caused a lot of guilt about eating carbs. So now I've kind of had, I've switched that mindset because now that I have the tools, I know that I can do something. And even if my blood sugar goes high or goes low, I can do something about it. And so I've kind of switched from a guilt mindset to a learning mindset. So instead of being feeling guilty and mad, if my blood sugar goes high after trying a new food, I can look at that and say, okay, here's what I did this time. Here's how I can change it next time and just work on it until we get it right. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like the curiosity mindset as I call it is kind of the key tool of managing any kind of diabetes because you're going to make mistakes and you need to be prepared to make those mistakes Mm -hmm. and just make them sort of with courage so to say yeah um I was also wondering um in terms of explaining Modi to people um do you find it easy to do or is it kind of a bit more difficult do they have any like misconceptions about what it is the biggest misconception comes from the name modi maturity onset diabetes of the young it makes it kind of sound like it's just type 2 in young people um mm-hmm. so that's the biggest misconception and then the other one is that when i say it's a genetic form of diabetes people will always come back and say well type 1 can be genetic or type 2 can be genetic Um, so then I have to go into a little more detailed explanation of Modi is a one one specific gene and we know exactly what that gene is. So I have a mutation on the HNF1A gene Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we know that that is exactly what is causing my diabetes. Whereas with type one or type two, while it does have genetic factors, you're more likely, you know, to have diabetes if you have a parent who has diabetes, it isn't quite as specific. It's more a like combination of genes and factors. And just because your parent has diabetes doesn't mean you will have it. Whereas with Modi, since my my dad has Modi, I had a 50% chance of also having it. Um, But yeah, it's not super easy to explain. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The distinction is pretty blurry to be quite honest with you like it's still like type one is also genetic and Modi is sort of genetic but then the actual like how the genetics play in is different and that's challenging to explain to people especially who don't have any understanding of what diabetes is or like any medical background yeah, it's hard because people don't even know the type, the difference between type one and type two. So then I come at them and I'm like, actually, here's this other weird type you've never heard of. And it's so difficult. Yeah, definitely. Um, is there anything like really interesting about living with Modi or really different about living with Modi that you'd like to share? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I guess it's just interesting 
and kind of nice at times that we have so many treatment options. So with type one, you can only take insulin. Um, and so it's kind of nice with Modi that we do have the option to try pills and to possibly not have to take insulin right away, which was actually nice as a kid. You know, I just had to take my medicine every morning and eat a little different than other people. Um, but yeah, that's the biggest thing that's kind of different, but I can't think of anything like um, extraordinary. <laughs> you know what I wanted to ask you, um, because your pancreas still does produce insulin, do your actual like injection needs, like in terms of injected insulin, do they vary quite a lot or does your pancreas produce insulin at the same sort of level all the time? I'm not sure. And I don't know how much insulin my pancreas is still producing. Um, I haven't had a C-peptide done in like five years. Um, mm. So I was told when I started insulin, oh, you have Modi, so you probably like won't even need to take very much insulin. And then come to find out, I actually have a one to five carb ratio, which is a lot higher, lower, whatever you want to say than yeah. a lot of people, a lot of type ones that I see. Um, but then I also have a pretty, I have a pretty average, um, basal amount. Um, but it wasn't quite as small of an amount of insulin as I was led to believe I would take. <laughs> okay. Wait, is a one to five is one unit to five carbs. Yeah. Oh, that's quite a high ratio. Well, well yeah, yeah, high, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, however you want to phrase it. I yeah. Lots of people have one to 10, one to 15. And mm. I ended up with one to five. And I was kind of like, wow, that's a lot more than I thought I would have to take. Interesting. Yeah, I thought like, do you know if your pancreas will stop producing insulin or not necessarily? Not necessarily. So with it, the type I have being progressive, um, I think over time, I, my body has continued to produce less and less insulin. And I think some of that is caused by one of the medications I was actually on for many, oh, many that years. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. So sulfonylurea, so which is the medication that people with Modi tend to respond best to, um, has the effect sometimes of causing beta cell burnout. Oh no. And so since I was on it for like 13 or 14 years from the time I was like mm -hmm. 14 years old, I, I think that it caused some of that. Um, but I don't, I don't know if my body will continue to produce less and less, or if it will stay the same. I think it's kind of up in the air and just a wait and see game. I guess, yeah, just roll with it. Whatever happens, yeah. happens. But to be fair, like with that carb ratio, you might be already like stop, have stopped producing insulin already. So yeah, it's true. You never know. <laughs> Go get your C-peptide test done, like, and let me know. I'm just I know, curious. I need to ask at my next um, appointment in June. But the other thing, this is interesting, is that injecting insulin can actually cause your body to stop producing its own. So I don't know if it also started like slowing down its own production when I started injecting insulin. Yeah, possibly because it sort of recognizes that there's no need to work because yeah. the work is being done for it. Yeah, that's exactly it. 
Um, do you do any type of sports or what kind of exercise do you do? I'm sure you do something. Yeah, I, um, I definitely, I walk my dog like two to three miles. I try to every day. And then I also try to do a weight-based workout of some sort, like four to five days a week. And I just use YouTube videos for that. But yeah, exercise has been incredibly important in helping me manage my diabetes. Yeah. I feel it is important. Whatever kind of diabetes you have, it Mm -hmm. is super important. Uh, What kind of dog do you have? I have two dogs. I have a golden doodle and a boxer, but the boxer isn't very good on long walks. She lays down, she's rolling in the grass. (laughs) I guess she's pretty, she's pretty small, right? If I'm thinking about the right breed. No, she's, um, they're both large dogs. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs are, I love dogs. Sorry. Completely off topic, but (laughs) it's okay. I can talk about my dogs all day. Um, well, we're kind of coming to the end of the episode and I just wanted to leave you to say something really inspiring to any Modi listening, um, because I think you have quite a lot of experience with living with it and your family has a lot of experience. So whatever you want to share, go ahead. Oh man. Um, just know that you're not alone. If you have Modi, we are out there, um, I love connecting with other people, um, with Modi and talking with people. Um, and it's not a failure if you have to start insulin or add another medication, we're all just trying to manage our diabetes as best we can. Yeah. Awesome. Kylie, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time and sharing your knowledge about Modi. Yeah. Thanks for having me on and for sharing other types of diabetes. Of course. Bye. Bye. Don't know about you guys, but I did learn quite a lot about Modi. Despite knowing several people with this type of diabetes, I didn't know too much about it. It's always great to speak to um, other diabetics and it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be type 1s. We're still all in the same boat. And thank you so much, Kylie, for joining me. If you want to connect with Kylie or ask her some more questions about Modi and how it is to live with it, I will link her Instagram in the show notes below. It is at my life with Modi, all in one word. I will also leave my own Instagram below. It's at t1level underscore Daria and my website is www.t1leveldaria.com. I appreciate every single one of you and I would also appreciate you even more if you rate, review and subscribe to the podcast in your podcast app. Thank you so much for listening and I will hear you, see you, feel you next week.